The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, we got another Sumner County Spotlight underway right here uh, for this Sunday morning. And you know, it's going to be on our podcast page. We have all the episodes that we've ever recorded up there. So you can go to whinradio.com, look for the podcast tab, and there it will be. So I ran across this young lady a while back, and I said, you know what? We need to have you come in because we need to explain what the heck you do, what your <laughs> job entails, and what it's all about. Holly Hemrick right here. You're with the Sumner County Register of Deeds. Register of Deeds. Mm-hmm. That is your title. Yes. yes. So you are Mrs. Register? <laughs> That's right. As the girls at the ladies in, in my office call me the queen. The queen. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> You and Reba. You and Reba. That's... <laughs> no, no, that's a running joke. No, yes, I'm the Register of Deeds. Okay. Uh-huh. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. I do appreciate it. Yeah. So let's uh, give it a little background, sure. how you got to where you're at here. And, of course. You know, yes. and let well, everybody know. Sure. We moved here in Sumner County probably in the early 90s, I believe it was. I'm a graduate of Hendersonville High School. Go Commandos. Yeah. And um, I also have a, I'm certified through the University of Tennessee, I'm a certified public administrator and elected official as well. Okay. Um, I have a son who is 13, going on 23. I feel for and you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. Uh, my husband, Nick. We love it here in Hendersonville. We live here in Hendersonville. So. Yeah, good. We so you have it. to head over to the Taj Mahal every day. Every day. Doesn't yeah. take too long. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So what made you want to get into this line of work? Well, in 2008, I've been with the office for 16 years. 2008, Miss Pam Whitaker actually, okay. uh, the late Pam Whitaker, she hired me and um, she was a great mentor. This was a job that I quite honestly did not realize existed. And I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. understand or know that it, it exists. And so that's why I'm here today. Well, so. good. The registrar is registrar reg- or register? Register. Of register deeds. of deeds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's just, there's so many jobs that are out there. You go, wow, I never knew existed. But exactly. your position obviously is uh, quite important, especially, mm-hmm. I guess, for the county level. It is. So let's talk a little bit about what that entails and sure. what you do. Just to kind of go back on some history of the office. Our records go back to 1786 when Sumner County used to be part of North Carolina. Things were given out in grant books then. There we have North Carolina grant books. Um, Certain things such as Revolutionary War. Hero Daniel Smith, he was given a grant. We have his grant. All of those older records are all handwritten in the record books and those older records are all stored in our climate control vault, which is over in the archives building. So you have to wear gloves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's old. But we do have everything. So everything dating back to that time period is electronic. So now everything is on electronic database to be able to be viewed either online or in the office. Now, is this um, public record? It is. Okay, so All anybody this, wants to see that, they can yes, re- make a request. That's right. Okay. We have a public search room as well. Okay. And so anybody is more than welcome to come by any time when we are there and um, just take a look at those documents. We can help you look at that. A lot of our stuff now, 
is all electronic. Nothing is recorded or like printed on paper mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. The only thing that is not a public record in our office are the military discharges. We do record military discharges okay. as well. So some of the documents that we record in our office range anywhere from deeds, mortgages, liens, anything from plat, like surveys of your property and restrictions on property to charters, corporations, things like that. Wow. But everything pertaining to real property. So how would one get, I guess, their documents to your office? So usually if you go through a closing okay. company or uh, attorney, um, when you go to close on a piece of property, okay. that deed is prepared. And a lot of, I will say this, a lot of people do feel that it's kind of like a car when you pay a car off, then you get, you know, the title. Mm-hmm. It's a little different with property. With okay. property, you actually have the deed and it's recorded first, showing you own the property. Okay. Then your mortgage is recorded, showing you have a mortgage and so forth. Everything stays of record. If you ever want to know if there's a lien on your property, title searchers do that. And you can usually do that through an attorney or title company as okay. well. Yeah, they got to make their money. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't just come into your office and say, I want to do a search. They can actually. Okay. They can. Okay. We just don't do the searches. We're not allowed to by law, but okay. we can help them and show them how to look up their property on our in our public because they got a lot of folks around here that uh, you know been around for a long time, exactly. and this land has been in the family for years mm-hmm. and years and years. And yep. you know they might have even went away yes. and forgot about it. Now they come back and they go, "Hey, we need to find out what's going on with this property exactly. or Dad's property or whatever the case is." And then they, they would come to you and say, "Look, see if we have any liens on this property, exactly free right. and clear, what whatever the case." Yes. And what we can do is we can guide them in the right direction, okay. show them how and where that is located, and how to look that up. Okay. And, and we can print off the copies for them. And that will kind of leads me to another thing, which is something we've had come up in our office. Certain companies, and I can't, I can't necessarily say they're scams, but mm-hmm. certain companies, they do send letters out saying, pay $110, you can get a copy of your deed. Please don't do that because you can come to our office and we can give you a copy of your deed for 15 cents a page. And usually it's only one or two pages. Yeah, right. So that that's something that's been going around for a while. Another issue that we've been noticing lately too that concerns me is our, it seems like these companies are targeting our veterans as well, our military veterans, because we record the discharges there. Mm-hmm. This company is sending them a letter saying, pay us this much money and we'll record your DD-214, your discharge for you. Well, that's completely free to record in our office. Right. So, I mean, that happens anyway, right? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's certain things like that. Kind of just be careful what you get in the mail, what, what you're signing and what you're getting into. So if you get something like that, it's probably best to call your office and say, Look, is this really legit? Exactly. Because there's, we just talked about this like on a previous show, but there's so many of these freaks out here that just prey Mm -hmm. off people and take advantage of people. And it's like, you guys, you just need to get a life and and move on, you know? I completely Um, understand. And I guess there's things in place. They're probably pushing the line to a certain point where it's not illegal. Right. Until somebody wants to spend the money, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And one of my, my main job, which my husband, he, he makes fun of me. He calls me the, the sheriff of deeds. So because my main job is to preserve and protect Mm -hmm. your recordings, your, your recorded deeds. So your property being recorded in our office is something that I take seriously. So what I've done is 
property fraud is not something we see in Sumner County. It's okay. not really anything we see a lot of in Tennessee. Okay. However, there have been a handful of cases in Tennessee, mm-hmm. growing nationwide, however. So what we have done is we've partnered with Progress, which is our software company, okay. to bring Sumner County, mylandalert.com. And mylandalert is a free service. It's completely free to us as a county, and it's completely free to all of our constituents as well. It's a basic type website. However, it is essential. It does get the job done. What it does is you can sign up for this. If anything is recorded in your name, it will send you an email saying, hey, something was recorded in our office, and it gives it a specific recording book and page. And then you can call us up and say, hey, this document was recorded in this book and page. Can you tell me what this is? Sometimes it may just be a assignment of a mortgage, say a bank changed over to another bank. And so they, you know, recorded an assignment or it could be a lien. Somebody's placed a lien on your property or something fraudulent. That's good to know. (laughs) Exactly. So this helps with the early detection of fraud. Is this software they would just download from the app store or something? It's actually not software. It's actually just a website website. that you can go to. You would would obviously sign up for it. You'd create an account, that normal stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can download our app, the Sumner County Register of Deeds app on uh, the Apple and (laughs) Google store. Apps for everything. (laughs) That's right. And then from there, you can go into everything and you can look into our My land alert. You can even get access to elections or tax assessor, either office. You can get into that as well. Can we check up on the county mayor, maybe? Oh, yes. Let's we, please we gotta, do. We've got to find some stuff on. <laughs> I try to boss him around every now oh, and God. then. <laughs> well, you know, we all kind of mess with John a little bit. That's but, right. No, he's a good So one. if somebody wanted to come in, let's say they yeah. wanted to know the history of this yeah. the, this property. Let's say it's not theirs, but they yes. there's a plot of land that's been out there for a while. They want to yeah. get some history of that. Would they come into your office and say, can we do a like a, a search they to see can. all the transactions that happen on this plot? Yes. So okay. what we can do is we can get them started. We can pull up the property through the assessor site. And that assessor site, what they do is they list several books and pages on there. That's how we record our documents. We record our documents in record books and pages. So the, what they can do is go through those and, and trace everything back. Every document is supposed to have a source of title, mm. which is basically who the person who is selling that property who they got the property from. So that source of title has to be on the document. So once they read and go through that source of title, they can plug that in and find the previous owner and from there keep going back. It does get a little tricky once you get into some of the older ones. And so that's where we kind of come in and help you and yeah. show you how to do that. But You know, way back, you know, you said that people were granted yes. the, the, this land. Mm-hmm. And you would have that documented at some point? I mean, yeah. Yes, we do. So um, what we have right now, uh, for example, like what I was saying, Daniel Smith was a Revolutionary War hero. He was also a second, uh, two-time state senator, U.S. senator, I believe. Mm -hmm. We also, we have his. Anything as far back to all the land where Fairview Plantation was, anything, even this land that we're sitting on right here that used to be the Chenault Farm. So we've got all of that (laughs) property as well. Right. Wow. And that's a lot. And and having electronic, I think, is so much easier than trying to flip through books and pages because that they get worn out. <laughs> it is, and I will tell you with the electronic, what I've implemented this year 
is an OCR software. OCR is optical character recognition okay. software. And so what that does is it helps us. We're human. We make mistakes. So when we index these documents for people to search, if there's any errors or any names we may have left off, anything like that, I go back through with this OCR software and what it does is it runs a scan of the actual images of the documents and tells me if we've misspelled anything in our indexing and I go in and make those corrections yeah. that because we want to make sure things are perfect as they can be for our citizens of Sumner County. Yeah. And you know what? Technology is great it is. when it works. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Until systems go down. <laughs> but I mean, your redundancy on backups has got to be crazy. Yes. You know. So we do daily backups. Mm -hmm. All of our backups are done. They are actually sent off site. We also send everything to the state library and archives as okay. well. So. so we have multiple copies, which That's is right. a good thing to have. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting in all these different jobs. You wonder what, what do they do over there? Exactly. You know, so how is it, how did it come about that the register of deeds position even came about? They said, well, we need to somebody to take care of this? I mean, what? Sure. So what happened was, are you are you meaning back in the 1800s? Right. Yeah, maybe or, how it started. So the, I mean, yeah, yeah. the U.S. Constitution actually okay. is, uh, not the U.S., I'm sorry, this Tennessee Constitution okay. started a the registers to be an elected four-year term. Okay. So that is when Tennessee became a state. So it was after this. So Tennessee became a state 1796. So in the 1800s is when they stated that the register was to be elected. But in the 1700s, how far we've had it. Now, um, is there a head register of deeds like at the state level and then all the county registers are like filtering down or is it, how does that work? So there's not a head register, but we have a registers association. We have oh, a Tennessee okay. registers association and um, we have a president of the Tennessee registers association. So who would be your boss? Um, well, the other state than... comptroller actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, I, I'll, I'll call him, put you in a raise, you know, oh, okay. we'll, get, we'll take care of that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But what I do, um, is for the Tennessee registers is I serve on the legislative committee. I'm the legislative chair actually. Okay. All right. So right now I'm currently working. I've been working with the state legislators to, to really implement and educate Sumner County citizens about my land alert and about fraudulent activity. You know, if, if they don't quite understand what property fraud is, it's anytime someone is trying to use your property for financial gain. And that is the mylandalert.com is something that we are really trying to implement. Well, it sounds good. And look, we got a lot more to talk about. I'd like to uh, find out possibly like what uh, what is holding in store for you for the future with the Register of Deeds. We're going to be talking right. to Holly Hemrick coming up here. Register of Deeds of Sumner County. Very important. Got to keep track of things. So we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Here we go with Summer County Spotlight. It's Sunday morning. Of course, you know what that means. Summer County Spotlight's right back here again. We're having a great conversation with our Register of Deeds of Sumner County, and that's uh, Holly Hemrick right here. And look, you've done pretty much everything there is to do in that office, so there's nobody else that's going to know more than you do, I guess. That's right. <laughs> I have actually worked every aspect of that office. I started working on the front counter, and then I worked also in receiving. When Pam Winokur passed away, I worked as the chief deputy. I was appointed chief deputy by Cindy Briley. 
and um, when Cindy Briley unfortunately passed away, then I ran for office, ran a grassroots campaign just from the bottom up, and very excited about that and yeah. very happy. It's a hard, hard work to do that. It is a lot of hard work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were out there shoulder to shoulder with John Isbell out there. The, I know the, it. I'm telling you. The master you. campaigner. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, you you understand every facet of the job, which yes. is pretty much great job credentials, right it there. Is, it is, uh, because and it's something I love as well. It's something. You and then have you to. you hire somebody new. How many people actually work in your office? Right now, I have eight people who okay. work in my office. I have one part time and seven uh, full time employees. We do great work. We're a good team, and mm-hmm. and I love our team. So. Now you're uh, five days a week. Yes. In the office? Yes. Mm-hmm. And normal hours? Uh, 8.30. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do they need to make an appointment? To they come do in? not need okay. to make an appointment. So if anybody wanted to come to our office to search, they could. Okay. Or if you wanted to search online, um, USTitleSearch.com. It is not our subscription service. However, it is a service through our software company that actually provides that okay. for several counties in the state of Tennessee. And what's that called again? USTitleSearch.com. Okay, so go to that website and just follow the, the prompts and yes. mm-hmm. you can sign up for that. And then the other uh, website you we were talking about. Yes, MyLandAlert.com is where you would go to sign up for alerts on anything that is being recorded against your property. It helps assist in the early detection of property fraud. Right. Um, when you go to sign up, I will say this. If you have two individuals in a home, so say husband and wife, um, if you have the husband, have him sign up with his email address, the wife sign up with their email address as well. And also put your name in there three different ways because how this oh. service is going to pick it up okay. is specifically how your name is going to be listed on a document. So if, say, for instance, it's Jane Doe, then you're going to want to put Jane Doe in as one option. Jane A. Doe as a second option, and Jane Ann Doe as a third option, just so it will pick up everything listed under that name. Okay. Now, if there were a husband and wife kind of situation, on the deed, would it list, uh, you know, Robert and Jane Doe, or Mm. Robert Doe and Jane Doe on the same line? Depending on how it was was indexed, but... Or how it was prepared, okay. yes, it'll show that on the image, but the way we index it is we index every name separately. Okay. So All it will right. pick up what we've indexed. Yeah, that's that's a lot of indexing. It is. <laughs> it is. Keeps us busy. We have busy. I'm sorry. We have over probably 81 different types of documents pertaining to real property. Um, each one of those have Tennessee recording requirements okay. that we have to know that are state law. And each one of my employees, they are good. They are good at knowing those requirements. Let me ask you this. So if you had a deed, for some reason I'm thinking, is do you have, like, if there was a lien on the property mm-hmm. and that was resolved, let's say. Yes. So that then the deed would be free and clear or whatever. That's what a title company abstractor would actually determine oh, for okay. you. All right. um, what it is, is you can always get a copy of your deed. Mm-hmm. It's not going to say there's a lien on there or anything right. like that. You can get a copy of your deed. What you're looking for is what's called a release of lien. So your lien is recorded or your mortgage, what have you, and then a release is recorded to show that that lien is paid okay. off. So you could come in and ask for a copy of your release as well. That's okay. just as much important as your deed is. So in your closing documents, you would probably get a copy of, of the deed in your in that packet, correct? Yes. So, yes. But you, that's something you probably want to have in your packet exactly. all the time just so you have all the information. Exactly. And such, mm-hmm. but if for some reason it gets misplaced, you exactly. can go down and get a copy and sure make sure you have that. Yes. Yeah, wow, that's that's yes. good. Mm-hmm. With these websites, I think it's just so important, especially like we talked about people.
people scamming and doing all this craziness. Mm-hmm. But to go to that, it, it just seems like a, a protector. Do, do they charge you for that? U.S. Title Search is completely free. Okay. Um, and it is actually completely free to the county. So taxpayers are not paying for this. This okay. is something that um, has been implemented and been spoken through state legislature and it's something that we've really worked with our software company and they've decided to just provide this for us. Okay, um, what about the other website? The USTitleSearch.com is the website where you can go and actually do the search. Right, the land. And, and that is actually a subscription service okay, through right. Progress, okay. US Title Search is. Right. But my land alert is completely free. I mean, it's just, gosh, no brainer right there. I mean, yeah. it's just, I, I want to go there. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. I mean, and like just... I said, it's a basic website because it is free. Mm-hmm. But it is essential, and it does the job. I mean, it sends you the alerts and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's just like your bank. I mean, when you get a, yeah. you know, a warning, possible fraud alert, exactly. they come in. There, did you do this? Exactly. And then you go, oh, I did not do that. Yeah. Because uh-huh. that happened to me here recently. We had right. like some place in Phoenix, Arizona, at right. Jet Airways, Blue Airways, or something. They mm-hmm. took out some things, and it was like. No. <laughs> gracious. And I will say that, you know, we are trying to, on the front end, catch things. Um, of course, this is a post-recording measure for early detection of property fraud. However, we continue daily to brainstorm ideas on how to further prevent property fraud. Mm-hmm. And that is something I'm working with currently. So does your office, I mean, I, I guess you have an association and stuff, but mm-hmm. you network and collab with other registers around. And and so what new techniques, what new things have you been learning lately? Yes, of course. So what we are actually doing is in April, we, are, uh, we have a regional coat meeting and coat is for county officials association tennessee and we have that regional meeting which is going to be right here in sumner county this year so that is going to happen registers get together and some of the other state officials get Mm -hmm. together as well we kind of go over things like cybersecurity. we have tbi who comes out and speaks to us about cybersecurity and kind of things to watch for someone else who actually come and spoke with us last november when we went to a coat convention was the attorney general for the state of Tennessee, who came to speak with us, and she is who I turn everything in. If I get anything from any constituents stating that um, there has been a scam or if there is something similar to these property fraud yeah, she copy requests. Yeah, copy she needs to know about that. Things that like that. Sure. I send all of that to oh, her. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 She wants to be on top of that. Yes. You got to go get them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So with the, within the county admin building, I mean, the place stays busy all the time. It does. It definitely <laughs> does. <laughs> to, to, just to walk into the, the building, I mean, it's. I think it's pretty impressive, I think. How did they get the name Taj Mahal? You remember that? Uh, now that I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of people that listen to right now. Oh, I'll tell you that. I can, you know, been just... there for 16 years, and I can tell you, it's been. We, that's all we've called it. Yeah, Taj Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> what holds in store for you? Yeah. Because I know you're elected official, and so when is your term up? My term is actually up in 26, and so I'll be running again, 26. Vote Holly. And That's right. Vote Holly Hemrick, register of <laughs> <laughs> And um, this is just something that I love. It is something that, you know, our office, it's one of the few offices. We don't make laws. We don't change laws. We don't mm-hmm. do anything like that. The only thing that I do currently on as legislative chair for the registers is to help with those laws that affect register of deeds. But as far as a countywide office, we don't change laws. Right now, what I am hoping is just to stay up to 
date. That is what all my predecessors did with the office is mm-hmm. they stayed up to date, made sure everything was current as far as recordings and just the essentials for having preserving your records, your property records. Now, is there a certain time frame that things have to be filed to make it valid? So when we re- actually receive the document, we put a time on there. Okay. And so when that document gets recorded, it gets recorded at that specific time on that day. Okay. We do not hold anything over to the next day. Now, I do remember a time when we would work over. <laughs> there was a time when we were very extremely busy and we would have to certify things the next day. And that's another thing to good thing to kind of let everyone know is we record these documents. These documents go through three different people. So... Mm. They get verified first, then they're recorded and receipted, indexed, and then they're certified. So they have three pairs of eyes looking at it, and then a fourth once I do the optical character recognition. Mm-hmm. So People don't have any idea what goes on. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure that I, you know, I, I preserve and protect your okay. property. That's one of the, your biggest investments for Sumner County homeowners, you know, and so that's what I'm here to do. And okay. I enjoy well, it. I mean, it's, it, it definitely is something you just don't learn overnight. It's definitely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, and, and like I said, the fact you, when you told me that you've done all the positions within the yeah. office, I mean, that makes you, I mean, who better qualified, <laughs> well, you know, you. for this? And, uh, you. you know, the fact that you've been doing this for a while, you kind of understand that. And I think it would be hard to bring somebody in, I mean, brand new, mm-hmm. and how do they get a grip on all this? I understand. You know what I mean? Yes. Boat Holly. And then you <laughs> Thank you, Boat Holly. <laughs> But it's amazing how four years passes by. It you really know? is. It really is because it doesn't seem like that long ago. I was just sitting up front and Pam was, you know, helping us and, and teaching me new things. And we were just starting to implement e-recordings. That's something new that we do as well as of 2009, I believe. Really? We do e-recordings. Now, what is that? And so the state uh, legislator, they passed laws where we could record electronically filed documents. Those electronically filed documents have to be certified by the person submitting them. Usually we get a lot of title companies out of state that submit those documents and um, they just come through as an electronic form. But they have to have certain requirements. Do you ever reject those? This is not correct? Send it back? you got to fix this? Yes, there's certain things that we do. We do have to kind of check what we're rejecting them for. If it meets recording requirements, we have to record a document if it does not meet recording requirements we will send those documents back and then they fix whatever and they send it back through yes and that's what makes the process so much more easier is it is in within one day we're not having to reject it and send it through snail mail i'm sorry but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's you know we used to have to do that now it's just a one day type thing and they love it well i'm sure a lot of people especially have businesses they're buying and things of that nature they 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 want things to move fast exactly and you have a lot of liability that's in on it as well Mm -hmm. and so we're there to kind of help ease that process along (laughs) can you think or remember of any terrible things that have happened in your tenure (laughs) i can't think of anything terrible see it's all good no Everything seems to be really good. You know, I've, I have a wonderful, sweet um, couple. The husband actually passed away this last year, and they have been there for me since the very beginning. They came in, moved here from Wisconsin, and right. Green Bay fans. And oh, yeah. my husband is a Green Bay fan. Uh-oh. So um, we got to talking about that. We have been lifelong friends now, and they are just the best people. And But they are just, you know, it's it's making those kind of connections and those mm-hmm. relationships with customers, and that's something that I really love. I really love serving the public. 
And that's why I'm glad I have this job. Well, I mean, that's that's one of the things. You, I mean, you got to like what you're doing. That's right. You know, people that just are miserable, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I heard a survey a little little while ago and said something about that most people would leave their current job if they were offered another position making even the same amount of money. Mm. You know, it's just they're unhappy yeah. with things. But right. you get somebody that's doing a great job and loves exactly. what they're doing. I mean, it's it's incredible so exactly i guess you just got to keep doing what you're doing and uh, big kudos going out to your team because that that really helps they are the best they are absolutely the best and i say the girls but we just hired our first guy Uh this past year so i do have to say my employees now (laughs) (laughs) used to that yeah they are great yeah do you have to go like for the county like budgetary things you have to submit your budget and yes just like everybody else but yes i do so what we do is we actually record documents we collect fees for every deed we collect conveyance fee for every mortgage we collect a mortgage tax those taxes and those fees they actually are remitted to the department of revenue every year or at the end of each month the county gets a commission off of that Um, that commission on fees and recording fees all the recording fees and commission that we receive in from the collection of mortgage tax and conveyance tax it is actually exceeds what i request in my budget every year well good for you yeah <laughs> That's what we try to love it to when keep. a plan comes together. That's right. I try to keep a con- very conservative budget yeah, as well to that's work great. with. Hey, listen, we've been talking about Holly Hemrick. She's the Register of Deeds for Sumner County. And, uh, look, she's got her job cut out for her. And look, thanks for coming in and, and just teaching us what you do. Well, thank you. I appreciate being here. Thank Absolutely. you for having me. All right, take a break. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIA. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. All right, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. And look, we've got all kind of great guests that we try to put on the show here. Try to keep you entertained, keep you informed. Well, we've got so much history here in, in Middle Tennessee with all of our great artists and musicians and songwriters and, and, and you name it. They probably lived here in Hendersonville. One guy's that I just, I ran into, gosh, I don't know, a couple of years ago here, and we got to talking. I said, man, I got to get you on my show. Recently, uh, he came over and helped the Hendersonville Chamber Parks Department do the Hendersonville Rising, the benefit concert for tornado victims. When we called him and you were, no hesitation, absolutely, I'm in. Talking about my buddy, Ronnie McDowell, right here. Ronnie, thanks. Live and in color, Jay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I just found out? What? Did you have your own Ronnie McDowell radio station? Yeah, that's been up for a few years, and uh, of course, I don't listen to it because <laughs> last thing I'm going to listen to is me. <laughs> you know, people they'll call me and they'll go, "Hey, uh, you're on TV tonight. You're on Cook and Chase or the Ralph Emery Show," and yeah. I go, "Well, that's wonderful. Y'all watch it, have fun. The last thing I'm going to look at is me, and the last thing I won't listen to is me." But you know, I have found that everybody is like that mm. pretty much. Yeah. I never will forget George. Who was my friend for 40 years before he passed away? And uh, he was also Elvis Presley's best friend. When Elvis moved from Tupelo to Memphis in 48, wow, he was 12. And he walked into the class, seventh grade. George said he walked in, he had his guitar with him. And the teacher goes, now, children, this is Elvis Presley. He's from Tupelo. He's going to be with us from now on. And she said, now, Elvis, I see you have your guitar. Do you play that? He goes, yes, ma'am. She said, do you sing? And he goes, yes, ma'am. She said, would you honor us with a song? And George said he sang 
old ship wow. about a dog. And George said every time, every day he'd bring his guitar. And George said every time he'd sing old ship. And George finally went up to him and said, hey, man, don't you know another song? <laughs> As a matter of fact. <laughs> but anyway, I just love that story. And I love all those stories, George and you know, I got to befriend George Klein, Scotty Moore, DJ mm. Fontana, wow. the Jordanaires. Yeah. You know, in 1958, Jeff, I never will forget, I lied to my daddy. I was eight years old, and he lived in Franklin, Kentucky. Of course, I'm from Portland, mm-hmm. but I was hanging out with my dad, and I just happened to go by the old Liberty Theater with daddy, and I saw this play card sitting out in front of the theater. It said, King Creole, Elvis Presley. And I went, Wow. So I told Daddy, I said, Daddy, there's a monster movie on. Will you let me go tonight? He said, yeah, son, what is it? Well, I made it sound like a monster movie. It's called King Creole. He gave me 50 cents, and I got to see Elvis in black and white, 30 feet tall, the Jordanaires, Scotty and DJ. Now, what if somebody had tapped me on my little eight-year-old shoulder? For 50 cents, I got popcorn and Coke and saw Elvis. Not like that today. (laughs) No. What if somebody had tapped me on my little shoulder and said, you see them Jordanaires up there? They're going to be on your first number one record. Older women make better lovers. And And you see Scotty Moore and DJ Fontana? You're going to work with them for 40 years. Years. Mm. And you see that guy, Elvis Presley, you're going to be his voice in movies and TV and commercials. How could I have wrapped my mind around that? Yeah. Oh, that's um, amazing. I could not have wrapped my mind around yeah. that. And then, you know, I, and I told you, Jeff, just before we started on the air, that I am the most blessed soul on the planet. And that's the truth. When I left Portland in 1968, I landed in Saigon, right outside of Saigon, October the 26th, 1968. I went in with Jimmy Dale Hunter. We walked home from school every day, redheaded, temper. Boy, I mean, he'd fight a bear. But me and Jimmy, we were best buddies, had a basketball team together. Well, we went in, same time. If you go on Vietnam Vets, you can see Jimmy Dale Hunter. Really? Yes. Wow. Well, he was 18, died. He didn't get to come back, and I got to come back and live my dream. Mm. And that's why I tell everybody, I'm the most blessed soul on the planet. Wow. You're just going through your history. I mean, it's truly amazing. And, of course, we could probably talk the rest of the afternoon about all of your, you know, encounters with your good friends, Conway, and all of the great folks, you know, the Grand Ole Opry and the the, the history of uh, folks. But you know what? It it had to be just amazing to you, and you probably wouldn't realize what was going to happen once you came up with The King is Gone. And what happened after that is just, it's his. But how did all of that come about to say, well, I got, you know, we got to write this song. It's just appropriate to come out with that now. Well, you know, my life keeps on intertwining with Elvis Presley. (laughs) I mean, just keeps on. It Mm -hmm. never stops. Right now, I'm on the number one rock album in the world. The biggest album Dolly Parton has ever put out. Congrats on that. That's great. Yeah, well, the irony of that is she wrote the song, and the song is called I Dreamed About Elvis. I mean, it never stops. But you know what? I don't want it to. Mm -hmm. That afternoon that Elvis passed away, I was rehearsing with my band. Had had a band. We played up in Bowling Green, all the clubs up there. Played out at the Country Godfather on Lebanon Road. But I told the boys, I said, you know, Elvis has got this song out. Oh, Moody Blue, tell me, am I getting through? And I said, (laughs) I love that. That song, I said, but I want to do an old Elvis song. The last song we did was Return to Cinder. I love that one, too. I do, too. Written by Otis Blackwell, who wrote All Shook Up, Don't Be Cruel, Fever, 
whole mm. lot of shaking going on, great <laughs> balls of fire. I mean, you write those songs. <laughs> but anyway, to make a long story short, after I left, I was over. I was telling you by Metro Center in Nashville on the interstate, turned mm. the radio on in my 77 Camaro that me and the bank owned. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was 2.22 in the afternoon. The reason I know that is because that's my number. I see it every day. Everybody has a number. If you see it every day, that's an angel looking out for you. Okay. And so the DJ goes, Elvis Presley has just passed away. I didn't believe it. So I turned it to different stations. They were all saying it. And I finally, Mm. I realized, and I went. Now, I was a songwriter. I'd written songs for Roy Drusky, the Wilburn Brothers, Billy Walker, Jeannie Shepard, Porter Wagner. I was having a ball writing Mm -hmm. songs. And so before I got... That was down in Music Row when was Music Row. Oh, yeah. Not like now. That's when you could walk in, just knock on the door and say, hey, I've got a song. And they'd listen. But anyway, before I got to Bowling Green, I was going, I was barely six years old when I first heard him sing. And somehow I knew from that moment on it'd be a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. And I'd stand in front of a mirror day and night, and I listened to every one of his records, and I repeated every word and every note till I almost got it right. Nobody gets it right but Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I was determined that maybe someday I could stand and sing in front of an audience, and somebody might come up to me and say, you know, Ronnie, you sound a little bit like Elvis. Well, I wrote every bit of that before I got to Bowling Green. And <laughs> Again, I was telling you about this new song I'm getting mm-hmm. go record. That came to me out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. And I went, where did that come from? And I was like, wow. So that was Tuesday. I flew down to Memphis the next day. Got there at 5.30. Stood in line from 8.30 till 5 o'clock. They shut the gates. I was determined to see Elvis Presley. I'd never laid eyes on him. Mm. I said, well, by George, I'm going to see him lying in state. I never saw him alive. I got 10 feet in front of the gate at 5 o'clock, and they shut the gate. Oh. I didn't get in, and people started rioting. And I said, I don't want no part of this. I jumped in my car halfway back to Nashville, turned the radio on. Well, they've opened the gates back up. Oh. Well, now, fate is a hunter. Mm-hmm. It found me that afternoon. It picked me out of those hundreds of thousands of people. It picked me and said, you need to go back to Nashville. So as soon as I walked into Scorpion Records office, there was a guy standing there, Lee Morgan. He goes, hey, Ronnie, let's do an Elvis tribute. I said, man, I ain't wearing no jumpsuit. I, mm-hmm. I ain't into that. Mm-hmm. He said, that ain't what I'm talking about. Listen to this song I wrote. I listened to it, and I said, well, Lee, listen to what I wrote. So we took my talking part mm-hmm. and his singing part, and that was Wednesday. Thursday, we go in down at Music City Recorders. Now, here's the irony of that. I didn't know Scotty Moore owned that studio. Get out. Elvis's guitar player. Oh, I mean, where's the irony in that? <laughs> so we go in, and we record the song, and Lee walked up to me, and I was singing it like Ronnie McDowell. I was talking like me, and sing. he comes over, and he said, Hey, listen, I've seen you at Country Godfather. When you do an Elvis song, man, you sound just like Elvis. He said, do this like Elvis. And I said, I don't want to do that. I said, I want to be myself. And he goes, I'm telling you, if you do it like Elvis, and I know you can talk like Elvis. I said, yeah, but I had I not done that, I'm telling you, it wouldn't have worked. But going back to fate as a hunter, it plucked me out of there and sent me back to Nashville. Had I got in to see Elvis, yep. it would have taken me an hour to walk up that with all them people. Mm. Lee wouldn't have been standing there in that office. That would have never wow. happened. So we went in that Thursday and recorded it. And Lee walked up to me and he goes, hey, man, you're going to have to pay for this. I ain't got no money. I said, <laughs> man, I got 42 bucks to my name. I can't. But I had a checkbook. I wrote $2,700 worth of hot checks to pay for that song. <laughs> 
You know how much that was back, back then? Back then, that's a fortune. I mean, I was scared out of my wits. Wow. So the next morning, I didn't sleep at all. I took that tape. It was about three inches tall and a little square, that big old 24 track. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the steps of Monument, and those steps are still there. That's the one place they haven't torn down. So I was sitting on those old metal steps, and here comes this lady that I knew. Well, little did I know, she never told me she was Scotty Moore's girlfriend. I didn't know that. She goes, Ronnie, what are you doing here this early? I said, Gail, I got a hit. And she goes, well, I didn't know I had a hit. I just felt it in my soul. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. And uh, she said, what do you want? And I said, I want eight acetates. You know what those were. Big old records. They, you couldn't play them too many times. Mm-hmm. I got those. So here goes this. They put it on, and they started making the first acetate. Here come a man with two girls. He goes, who is that? I said, that's me. He said, my name is Lee Shannon. I'm the program director at Indianapolis. If you give me one of those, I'll take it back and play it and see if you get any response. I said, yes, sir, go ahead. Well, little did he and I know. Mm. But anyway, you remember Lee Shannon? Oh, yeah. At yeah. Indianapolis? Yeah, we, so, we were related by last name. Well, you sure are. <laughs> but anyway, I left there with those, and I wrote hot checks for those, too. <laughs> Uh-huh. So I left there and I went to Wino Radio in Madison, yeah, yeah. little AM station, yeah, yeah. one mile from Colonel Tom Parker's house. Colonel Tom Parker was home that afternoon. He still lived there. Wow. It was 1977. He was still vibrant, pretty young fella still. So anyway, I walked in and I said, hey, uh, would you play this? She goes, well, we don't do that off the street. I said, it's about Elvis Presley. He'd only been dead three days. Right, yeah. She said, well, hold on. So she goes back to the DJ and there was a glass just like this. Mm-hmm. And he, I could tell he listened to a little of it and he goes, come here. He said, you stand right here. I'm going to see if you get any response. I said, you going to play it? He goes, yeah. Jeff, I'm, I'm not kidding you. A quarter into that record, all the phone lines lit up. He goes, something's wrong with my phone. <laughs> he picked it up and he goes, okay, all right, all right. It never stopped. He goes, man, these people, they want to hear this. He had to play it three solid hours. Wow. One of the phone calls was Channel 5. They, it spread like that fast. And they said, hey, we want to come out and interview interview you for the 5 o'clock news. I said, okay. So they come out and they interviewed me. And as soon as they did, I left and I went down to the number one rock station in Nashville, in the Stallman building. I still had seven acetates. <laughs> I walked up and I said, hey, uh, would you play this? She goes, but we're the number one station. We don't do stuff like this. I said, well, let me tell you what's going on. I said, I'm on the Channel 5 News at 5 o'clock. She goes, really? I said, yeah. And I told her that story. She said, well, hold on. There was three guys in a hallway. She gave him that. And he looked at it. And he looked at me. And I could see he stepped in this little room. He come back out and he goes, come here. Same thing. He said, you stand right here. He said, I'm going to play this. See if you get any reaction. Three minutes later, Jeff, he come out and he goes, son, you have jammed our phone lines. He said, you have a monster. Monster. Yeah. And that was it. Well, you know, we got, I want to hear more of this story because it just goes on. And there's so much that you have to relate here. We're talking with Ronnie McDowell. Wait do you hear what's coming up next. So stick around with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com.
All right, we're back with Summer County Spotlight as we continue our conversation with Ronnie McDowell right here. And, you know, one of my heroes, I got to say, when we ran into each other a couple of years ago, I was just like, wow. And, you know, the first thing that came to mind was The King is Gone because I yeah. worked in Knoxville Radio at the time when Elvis died and that song came out. And like you said, it just it just lit everything up. You had to play it and play it and play it. It was just one of those songs that people could not get enough of. Well, everywhere I go, just for example, I was with one of my friends and he told me, he said, uh, Ronnie, I'm the biggest Elvis nut on the planet. He said, when your record came out, he said, that's Elvis. He he made that about himself before he died. Because I always listened to every syllable, every breath he did. Mm. He said, that was not Ronnie McDowell, that was Elvis Presley. He said, then I finally realized it was you. <laughs> I said, well, I fooled you. That was the whole point. Well, here's the thing, how that how it started like that with a little song on an acetate yes. leading up to going into movies. How, oh, did, yeah. how did all that come about? Well, uh, two weeks later. No, the next night. When that record hit that Friday, mm-hmm. the next night they wanted me on the Grand Ole Opry to sing the song. Now, you got to remember, we recorded it on a Thursday. We just threw it together. I didn't know it. They didn't have tracks back then. You could oh, play no. behind you. you I had... mean, and so I'm standing up against the wall. The place, it was in the summer, August, hot August night. Ooh. That place was and uh, I'm standing up against the wall, and I'm beating my thumb against the wall, and I said, Lord, please let me remember these lyrics. <laughs> well, Jim Ed Brown walked up to me, and he put his arm around me. He goes, son, you're going to do fine. I said, Mr. Brown, I'm not afraid to sing. I said, we just recorded this. I just wrote it. He goes, when did you write it? I said, the day. <laughs> two days ago. And he goes, two days ago? He said, well, good luck, son. <laughs> but, Jeff, let me tell you what. Wow. When I walked out there. I never missed a note. I mean, it was like I'd known that song all my life. So two weeks later, I'm on American Bandstand. Wow. They called me. I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I got a phone call. And he goes, man, uh, I think Dick Clark's on the phone. Want to talk to you. I, I said, yeah, right. So I got on the phone. He goes, Ronnie, this is Dick Clark. He said, there's a private jet for you at the airport. You get on it. You're on American Bandstand tomorrow. I said, yeah, right. Who is this? <laughs> he said, yeah. Ronnie, it's Dick Clark. And I then I realized it was him. Yeah. So I went out there and got on that plane. He said, now you get some rest. I never slept a wink. Well, how could you? <laughs> yeah. So I landed at the airport. There was a helicopter. I got on the helicopter. They landed me right in front of the lawn at ABC. They took me in there, rushed me into makeup, and I'm looking in the mirror, and they're putting makeup on me, and here comes Dick Clark. And I said, wow, Dick Clark, I can't believe I'm here. He said, Ronnie, you're number nine. You've sold a million records in a week. That's unheard of. Wow, you deserve right. to be here. Yeah. I said, well, Mr. Clark, I've been watching you since 1957. And you haven't aged a bit. <laughs> and I said, I said, and I just want to tell you that uh, I'm so glad y'all pantomime because I don't know this song. It's only two weeks old. And he goes, Ronnie, we don't do that anymore. You got to sing it live. I said, please don't no. tell me that. He said, you'll have cue cards underneath the camera. He said, but when that red light comes on, there'll be 80 million people watching you. No I pressure. Said, I said, oh my God. But if you, if you Google me on American Bandstand singing that song, I look like I knew what I was doing. But in Inside, I was petrified. Wow. But I, I, mean, I can imagine. Perfect. Yeah, but then because you sounded so much like Elvis, literally, I think it, it blew people away when they first started listening to that. Then, of course, the tributes, movies, you know, started coming out and other things. And Well, the irony of that, not to interrupt, Jeff, but Dick Clark told me, he said, Ronnie, I'm doing a movie about Elvis Presley starring Kurt Russell. I said, you talking about that Disney actor? He goes, yeah. I said, well, he don't look nothing like Elvis. And he goes, wait till you see a screen test. Oh, wow. I know. It's great. So he sent me the screen test. And he said, 
said, you'll be doing 38 songs in this movie. He said, I'm going to pay you really well. I said, okay. So I went out, and I had a ball doing that. Wow. Kurt Russell, one of the nicest people. He did a great job on that. I think he, no offense against that young boy, Austin Butler, who mm-hmm. was incredible. Mm-hmm. But Kurt Russell still to this day, and I did the Elvis and Me movie with Priscilla. Mm-hmm. I did Elvis Meets Nixon, Elvis and the Beauty Queen, Breathless with Richard Gere. I did uh, Sweet Dreams, Patsy Klein movie. So I did all these movies yeah. being Elvis's voice. But yet, if you listen to my records, if you listen to older women watching girls go by, mm-hmm. that's just Ronnie McDowell. Yeah. Yeah, you know it don't sound like it just sounds like me. Right. But I'm just glad that I was able to do that. Yeah, and the irony of that is, so my daughter called me not long ago, and she goes, "Dad, do you know who Elvis's grandfather is?" I said, "I, I, I do. I'm a history nut." She goes, "Nah, you don't know who it is." And I said, "Yes, I do." She goes, "Daddy, just Google Elvis Presley's grandfather." So I Googled it, and I went, "Well, imagine that. You know who it is? Mm. Jesse D. McDowell." Wait a minute. Stop. No, dead. You can Google it right now. <laughs> Oh my. This is spooky. I mean, how, tell me. And you know, Elvis had something to do with this. I know he did, and I, that's wow. why I'm, I'm saying I'm on. I just through. Well, I'm not through. I mean, I'm just on the. Dolly had the number one rock album. Rock album. And here's country singer Dolly Parton, and it's the biggest album she's ever had. Well, who wound up on it? My silly self from Portland, Tennessee. <laughs> and the song I dreamed about Elvis. I can't get away from this guy, and I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, you do such a good job at that. And, folks, I mean, if you haven't done it already, you need to pull up The King is Gone. It's You, know, you find it on YouTube. Just it, It's yeah. going to be everywhere you, you go. But it's a song. Uh, I listened to it this morning, and I still get chills. I mean, it's it's that powerful of a song. And I was never a big Elvis fan. I mean, I didn't get into I was like a, a big fan or anything like that. You know, we played his songs and things like that. And, and like you said, when Moody Blue came out and all of those those tracks through there, right. it's like you played them, and then, you know, it's Elvis, you know? Yeah. Of course, he, he was the biggest thing on the planet yeah you know but it it just moved me so much even back then that it was like that's one of those things in history that you'll always remember and that song had a lot to do with it well and i'm telling you that was given to me i swear again i'm the most blessed soul and like i told you my brother passed away three weeks ago and i'm lying in the bed after a show up in shipshawana Amish country and lying in a bed and all of a sudden this song just came to me like the king is gone just out of the blue and I went where did that come from and then I went my brother gave me that and I honestly believe that because all he and I did was laugh and tell jokes we laughed well I'm going as I leave here to record my vocal on it and it's one of those things it's like I told the record company president Mike Kerb who I just re-signed with two months ago okay good good I told him yesterday i told you this while ago i said mike i've got this song he said you're gonna let me hear it and i said not till i'm through with it (laughs) and so i I can't wait till you hear this and you'll get it right it it makes you laugh but yet it's it's a parody but it's so funny but yet Mm -hmm. it's i I hate to say this but about 87 percent of the public does it Mm mm-hmm and it's the truth. It's the way the world is. Well, you know, the great thing about songs like that, is especially once you hear the story behind it, Yes, it has so much more meaning to you. Yes, you and that's I mean? exactly right. And when you hear this new song, you'll get it. And it's everybody that he, everybody, they laugh. Even the people that were involved in the instrumentation of it, they all just laugh and laugh. And so I know that I'm on to something. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm 73 and, you know. No, you're not. I am. I'm 73, going to be 74. Wow. But it doesn't matter. Here's what I want to tell you, Jeff. I still believe in the magic of a song. Mm. Totally. Yeah. 
And it doesn't matter how old you are or who sings it, as long as you can sing on key. And if the song is there, you can't stop it. Right. And like the king is gone. Mm-hmm. Now, you know all the politics of the business, like I do. Mm-hmm. You know how that stuff works. Well, when the king is gone, come out, they couldn't have stopped that record with a bulldozer the size oh. of the Empire State right. Building. You know why? Because the public demanded it. Right. They went beyond demanding it. They forced them to mm-hmm. play it. I mean, you couldn't stop it. I mm-hmm. mean, and it went above all the politics of the business. But, I mean, there's politics in every business. Sure, absolutely. And there's iconic songs over the course of history, and there's hundreds of them. Oh. But it's like USA for Africa. When when they got all those celebrities together and, yeah. and Michael Jackson and Lionel, you name it. I mean, it's, it's a historic song. This song, The King is Gone, is just one of those that's going to be around forever. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it can't go away. <laughs> well, it's kind of like older women. It is yeah. amazing to me how these young kids, <laughs> if you go on TikTok and all that, my grandson, he said, Papa, these young kids are singing your song, Older Women, and you've had like 300 million hits. And I said, well, that's the population of the United States. <laughs> but I mean, social you- media has is, is become a really big thing. And I mean, as you know, because back in the day, we didn't have that. But now your exposure is compounded by just having social media presence. And that's why I'm telling you, you might as well get ready when you hear this new song. What's it called again? I can't tell you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a great title. Well, (laughs) because if I told you the title, it would give it away. Oh, okay. And you know who's going to play this song first? You know who's playing the steel on it? Who? Doyle Grisham. Really? You know what Doyle Grisham played the steel on? Margaritaville. Come Monday. Every Jimmy Buffett record. I didn't know that. And he also was with Jimmy Buffett when he started playing in clubs a little before me in Bowling Green. Wow. And then... Doyle was with him the very day he passed away. So anyway, Doyle Grisham is playing on this record. And the first people that are going to play this record is Buffett Radio. Good. That's that's awesome. Well, I mean, I wish you well with that because it's the thing with with social media. And the thing is, you're going to get it out there. But it's almost like you got to have a whole staff just to handle social media because it's a full-time gig. Now, that little short son of yours, Ronnie Jr., you know, he he, he might have some hand in that. Well, he... He, he works very hard for daddy and my youngest son tyler same thing mm-hmm. they just they're all involved with what i'm doing and then i have a guy in atlanta chris mcdaniel he is amazing with social media he takes care of all that for me good and we're all involved in it. i don't do it i don't get on facebook you mm-hmm. know what facebook i know it's a good tool for what we do but you know what it reminds me of you ever see andy griffith that episode where those old women were at the switchboard and they'd plug it in. You ain't going to believe what so-and-so is doing. You ain't going And I'm thinking, it's just a modern version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drama, drama. And who wants to hear what you had for breakfast this morning? That's right. Or see it. Or who who cares if your back hurts this morning? Nobody, hey, you know that song, Leave Me Alone, Go On Home, I Got Troubles of My Own. <laughs> so incredible that uh, you know over the course of your career up to this point and you had all those songs after king is gone yeah if you go on on your website you'll see all these these songs and the discography and all the different albums you know you you got a a good career that's happened i've had a wonderful career and uh, mike curb told me yesterday he goes ronnie i need to tell you something he said you've been with me since 1984 he said i just re-signed you i said yes and thank you for the money (laughs) i said i finally made some money from a record company he said well he said you know what i like about you i said what he said you never give up i said well mike think about this 
If I do, it's over. Mm -hmm. I said, that's not in me. I use the time that God has given me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I I make really good use of the time that God has given me. I never stop painting, Jeff. I'm working on two paintings right now. Wow. I never stop. I never stop recording. I never stop writing. And I don't want to. If I I got on a fast-moving train where the king is gone, Mm -hmm. if I get off of it, I'll die. Yeah. Well, it's it's just part of you. It's your it's your life. You know, it it's is all, it's all about you. It's like what you're doing. This is your life. This yeah. is what you love. I wish you all the best, and I, I can't wait to hear this new song. Well, I promise you, I'll get it to you. Well, and there's another guy over in the Carolinas, and he calls me every hour, Ronnie, because I played him the song, just the rough demo. Yeah. And he goes, "You might as well get ready." He has a hundred and fifty thousand FM station over in the Carolinas, beach Whoa. music. He uh, his name is Boogie Shoes. <laughs> Well, that's catchy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he he said, Ronnie, you might as well get ready. He said, I'm telling you, you're, this is going to change your life again. I said, you know, Boogie Shoes, I feel that, and I know mm, it. Yeah. He said, I don't care if you're 23 or 73. It doesn't matter. It's the song. Yeah. No, it is. No question. A- absolutely. Well, just keep doing what you're doing. And this, this broadcast is going to be on our podcast page at WHIN Radio starting. It usually kicks off about noon here this afternoon. It's it's going to be one that I'm going to watch the views on this because the, the stories are just amazing to, to know what goes behind these songs and, and learning more about you because, I mean, gosh, you're right here in our back door. So, Well, let me tell you this story about the king is gone and I'll I'll leave you alone. When that song hit that afternoon, that Friday, I left that big rock station. The first person I went to was my mother. She had 11 of us. She was mopping a floor. You know where Kentucky Downs is, the Mm -hmm. Mint? Mm -hmm. There was a pure truck stop. She was in there mopping the floor. She worked three jobs trying to take care of us. I don't know how she did it, Jeff. I swear to God, I don't. Different people back then. That's what it is. <laughs> and and I, I got to tell you, I walked in and I said, Mother, take your apron off. You don't ever have to work anymore. And she goes, Son, can't you see I'm busy? <laughs> <laughs> and this truck driver, he had heard the song. Wow. And he goes, Georgia May, don't you know what's going on with that boy? And Mother said, No, what? And I said, Mother, come out to the car. Jeff, God's oh, truth. Oh, wow. Turned the radio on and the King is Gone was on every station. You, I mean, they, it, and I said, Mother, you never have to work again, and she didn't. Now, that was the best part of what that song, by proxy, Elvis mm-hmm. Presley did yeah. that for my mother. That's right. The reason he wanted to make a success was for who? His mama. His mama. Yeah. And by proxy, he did it for my mother. He didn't wow. even know it. Man, let me tell you something. This has to be a movie. You have to make your life a movie, because give me chills just thinking about it right now. But <laughs> Well, you know, and like I said, that's the best thing. And, and Elvis, I swear, I, you don't know this. I never sang in my life. I was too shy. But when I was in Vietnam, we took a break from fighting. Me and two other boys. Now, mm-hmm. here's why I'm not getting dementia. Chuck Nietzsche and Joe Hedgepath. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And you know what song we did? Uh, you ain't gonna believe this. This is the song in the talent show. Well, when my blue moon turns to gold again, we did an Elvis song. <laughs> but just before I walked up there, yeah, this old man grabbed my arm. He goes, "Son, right where you're gonna stand is where Elvis Presley did the Milton Berle show out. in 1956." I said, "Yeah, right." He goes, "No, son, I was on this ship in 1956. He did the Milton Berle show, and he stood right where you're gonna stand. First time I ever sang in front of anybody, I sang an Elvis song, and." Right where he stood. Where is the irony in all of that? It's, that's what's spooky. I mean, I sang for Elvis's 60th birthday with the Memphis Symphony. I got out of the shower. I looked in the sink, and that little voice on my shoulder said, "Look in the sink." To the left of the sink, there was two hairs. 
Swear to God. E.P. So uh, Scotty Moore was in the next room. I said, Scotty, you got to yeah. come and see this. Scotty come over there, and he said, what is it? And I said, look at that. Scotty goes, good God, get a camera. We took a picture of it. Wow. It is. Do, do you know how hard it is for a spirit to do something like that? Wow. But there was E.P., and I was singing for Elvis's 60th birthday with the Memphis oh, Symphony. God. Man. It never this, stops. This is driving me crazy. That ain't guess, the weirdest thing. Well, uh, one more thing, and I'll let you. I'm uh, gonna leave. Gosh, I just got me a brand new car and had one of the new navigation things. I didn't know how to work it, but I knew mm, how to punch right. in Nashville. I was in Memphis mm-hmm. and Tunica playing the horseshoe, so I punched in Nashville. Well, it started going through all the back roads, and I went. I need to get on the interstate. I didn't know how to get on there. All of a sudden, I said, "I'm gonna go stop at this gas station." Well, this little voice on my shoulder again said, "Don't do that." So I went, "Oh." Okay, I'll see where it's going. Where are you going to take me? So all of a sudden, the, the lady on the navigation says, turn right. So I turn right, and I'm going down this tree-lined street, and I went, I can't, I got to get on the interstate. And all of a sudden, she goes, you have arrived at your destination. You know where it was? 1034 Audubon Drive, the house Elvis had before Graceland. So I got out of that car, and I went, Elvis, what do you want with me? <laughs> oh, God. And that's the weirdest thing that's ever happened well, to me. I, look, I'm telling you, Ronnie McDowell, the movie. <laughs> it's, that's incredible. But isn't that weird? It, it's, I mean, it, it's amazing. I mean, it's it's almost, you know, celestial. Well, know. Priscilla told me when we were doing that movie, she stood there. We were listening to playback. And she looked up at me and she goes, Ronnie, I swear I cannot tell you two apart. I said, well, Priscilla, you know what that tells me? And she goes, what? And I said, that tells me you didn't really know him that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, man, we got to get out of here, but I appreciate you so much for Thank spending a little you, time Jeff. giving I'm us this. I'm heading to sing my new song. Well, I can't wait. I'm can't gonna, wait I'm going to sneak it. in behind you so I can. Once you hear, once you hear okay. the title. And, you know, I'm And using, what's the title again? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but once I do, it'll give it away. But once you hear it, you'll go, oh, wow, I get it. I get it. So I know what you're saying. So that's great. All right. We've been talking Ronnie McDowell right here with Jeff Shannon on our Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, join us again next week right here, 10 o'clock, for more of Sumner County Spotlight saying Shan is the name, music's a game. We'll check well, it like in. And so long. And fantastic, Jeff Shannon. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.